0: we
1: Back to yeah. another episode of the Mixed Whispers podcast. My mush mouth is is getting worse and worse. <laughs> the longer time goes on today, so belay me and my mouth because it feels it feels and it sounds like I'm trying to eat like pumpkin or something, something mushy. Mush mouth, uh-huh. yeah. I'm not happy about it. No amount of swallowing is helping. (laughs) It's stressing me out. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I go first today. As much as it pains me. (laughs) (laughs) I go first today. And I'm going to be talking about animal spirit guides. Which... We've referenced multiple times, just like we do a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm finally, like, the, doing the introductory portion to Animal Spirit Guides.
2: We're finally having it as a topic.
1: <laughs> it's finally made it onto the docket. Yes. So my information is coming from LonerWolf.com, again. Again. Lovely. I love them a lot and mindbodygreen.com So what is an animal spirit guide an animal spirit guide is a teacher Messenger omen or guide who is there to help you in some area of your life they can be powerful allies to connect us to our souls and higher purpose and aid us in our spiritual awakening journeys. They show up in pretty much every culture in some way, shape, or form. Like whether that's the actual animal or like an animal-human hybrid, animal spirits do show up. In shamanic cultures, they believe it's the literal spirits of the animals that we either inherit are born with or adopt during life, and in some psychological practices, they are thought to be the archetypal or symbolic manifestations of the primal psyche. Animal guides can help us tune into our authentic, untamed nature. They can teach us lessons surrounding courage, empowerment, interconnectedness, letting go, Learning to love fully and finding freedom. Letting go being a common theme, apparently, recently. (laughs) Let it go. No. Let it go. (laughs) Let's not channel Elsa. Wait, when
2: that was actually. Wait, hold on. Wait. I know we're making fun of it, but that is the theme of the song. Yes. Like, for magic specifically. Yeah. For her magic.
1: She learns to control it it after doing it.
2: Oh God damn it, Disney! <laughs> Disney <laughs> got us. Disney's already
1: figured it out. Disney got us.
2: Well, Disney is all about magic, right? Yeah. I fully believe Walt Disney really believed in magic. I do too. No bullshit.
1: I do too. He was probably like a low key witch. <laughs> <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So there's, a, there's different names that come up when referencing, like, animal spirits. Um, so I'm going to talk about the difference between those three things, and then we're going to specifically talk about one of them. So a spirit animal is an ally who helps to teach or guide you, and these guides call on you. You do not call on them, they call on you. They pick you. You were the dog they saw and said, I want that one.
2: Yeah. Just because they're animals doesn't mean they're not spirits.
1: Spirits pick you. Yeah. You don't pick them. (laughs) There are power animals. Spirits are animals.
2: Like
1: the Egyptian ones. Yeah. Um, There are power animals, which are creatures that empower you. Um, And these guides you call on. So you're asking them to help empower you. You are calling on them. And then there are totem animals. And these are creatures that are inherited ancestrally or as part of a tribe or clan. And to reiterate, these guides you inherit. So these come from family.
2: Also known as they probably come from close practices as well.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: You sure know if you don't have one, or if you do have one.
1: (laughs) Spirit animals can change throughout your life, but it's equally likely that you'll have one central spirit animal that stays the same while the others transition. So here are some ways to find your spirit animal. You can spend more time outdoors. Pay attention to the animals appearing in your life. If one keeps appearing in your life, that may be a spirit animal trying to connect or contact you. And this doesn't have to be in the physical. It could be through books, TV, or pictures as well. Pay attention to the animals appearing in your dreams. Much like with deities, sometimes they'll try to contact you through the dream realm. They'll be like, damn, this bitch ain't paying attention to the... Waking world, maybe she'll pay attention in the sleeping world Probably not Probably not, but they can try (laughs)
2: Like,
1: you know, I don't know about that one either (laughs) Also, for the one in, like, the waking world Just remember, consider what kind of animals are in your area Because you might have, like, a lot of finches in your area. You might have a lot of hummingbirds or a lot of cats. Like, consider what your area is common for because seeing those animals commonly might just be because they live there.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, right now I'm in Chico, and Chico is known for having a shit ton of squirrels. I see them
1: everywhere. Right.
2: So trust and believe, you keep seeing a squirrel and you live in Chico. It may just be because there's a shit ton
1: of squirrels. Or, like, in Yuba City at our high school, the the high school oh that we, we went to, there was a shit ton of seagulls. For no particular reason. Oh my, there was oh just for seagulls, no fucking reason. There was just seagulls all the time. <laughs> oh god. Just too much. They just lived there, and they showed up during <laughs> lunchtime. Granted, they did get worse when there was a storm out at sea, but they basically just lived there for no reason.
2: So... I think my spirit animal is a seagull. No, girl.
1: No. He just wants your french fries. (laughs) No, girl. (laughs) So, yeah, pay attention... Like, as much as you're paying attention to the animals that are showing up around you, also pay attention to their behavior and what is common in your area because me living in iwakuni if a fox just trotted across my path that would be highly uncommon there's monkeys but there's not foxes. foxes are not common in japan but monkeys are i saw oh my god it was so cute i was driving somewhere and i saw this family of monkeys crossing the road and i slowed down because i saw them ahead so i slowed down and stopped And one of the monkeys, like, didn't cross the road. It stayed on the opposite side of the road. And when I looked at it, there was a baby monkey between its legs. And I was like, why is this so fucking cute? Oh, God. Magical. It felt magical seeing them. (laughs) So, like I was saying, the next thing is pay attention to any unusual behavior in the animals around you. So let's say... You're just chilling and, you know, and something common in your area is a bunch of crows. Cool. The crows are minding their own fucking business. But then one crow just comes up to you and is just bothering you. Like, and not in a normal crow way because sometimes crows will just call at you. But, like, it's jumping at you. It's trying to get your food. Stuff like that. Crows don't commonly come to you for food. Anyways, think about it. Think, think, think before you act. <laughs> another thing is consider what your favorite animals are. What animals, like, you've always been attracted to. So, one animal I would consider is, you know, a wolf. I've always been attracted to wolves. Um, another animal that I would consider that would probably be, have been a transitionary animal was uh, Horses. Like, I had a spurt of just loving horses, (laughs) and that's ebbed away, and now I'm having a spurt of loving foxes. So, consider what your favorite animals are and consider how long you've been attracted to them. Of course, you can use meditation to try and figure out who your spirit animals are. Uh, You can also keep a journal to keep track of the animals you encounter in meditation, dreams, and your waking life. Because God knows you are not going to remember those bitches. Just (laughs) write it down. Just write it down. Some common spirit animals and what they represent are cats, which represent independence and curiosity. Bears, strength, and confidence, coyotes, which are playfulness and adaptability, crows, which are vision and intelligence, foxes, which are agility and awareness, frogs, which are rebirth and renewal, hummingbirds, which are positive positivity and playfulness, lions, which are strength and courage, snakes, which are healing and transformation, spiders, which are creativity and receptivity, wolves which are intelligence and freedom, and turtles, which are determination and persistence. I love a good turtle. Super cute. Mm -hmm. Could lead the spiders, though. (laughs) I might take a danger noodle, though. Yeah. Super cute. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are terrifying. And what lessons might your spirit guides Be bringing you. Your spirit animal. Animal spirit. Whatever. You get it. Same shit. (laughs) Same, same. Uh, They might help you discover. Or. You might discover. It's symbolic wisdom. Or medicine. And then apply this new info. Into your life. Uh, When you do this. Don't humanize your spirit animal. It's an animal. Don't. Try to put human traits onto it. Pay attention to when your spirit animal appears in your life. And then honor them. So that's that's what I have for spirit animals. But... What it, what, the reason I've been doing this is speaking of crows. <laughs> crows are pretty common in Iwakuni. Specifically. But I do know... Like, I have been noticing... They get... They're they're sometimes weird. Crows are just weird in general, I feel like. But one day... Like, there's been a couple days when I walked out... And there's been crows in the same spot... At the same time... Doing the same shit. There was one crow... That I just kept watching. And he... Like, it was kind of cute because he was hopping across the ground instead of, you know, flying where he wanted to. He was just hop, 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 walk, walk, walk. And I was like, why are you doing that? (laughs) But what was weird to me is that I was driving somewhere. I drove three and a half hours one way and each way I saw at least four different crows all on all on the fence line and it was like one at a time and they were kind of spaced out and i was like what are y'all doing it's like hot as hell out here get out of the sun anyways spirit animals
2: i feel like it's a bit of a line between the actual animal and just a spirit because a lot of animals are connected to spirits, yeah. as I said before, with, like, Hermes. So is it the animal itself contacting you, or are they, like, a conduit for somebody else?
1: Is yeah. somebody
2: trying to contact you, and they sent an animal.
1: Yeah, that's something else you have to consider, too. Because
2: I remember that dream where I saw that dog, but I never thought it was the dog. I was like, who is this? Who sent a dog to me? Hello? <laughs> Whose dog is this?
1: <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Whose dog is this? Come get your dog.
1: Yeah, mostly I've been thinking that, like, the crows have been somebody. Because that was a lot of crows for one day. I typically don't see that many crows in one day. And I was like, who's trying to contact me? Why do you need to contact me so hard you had to send, like, eight crows? (laughs) Whose crows are these? Come get your crows. (laughs) Hikate, are these your crows? Please come get them. Yeah. What do you bring? What do you talk about? Well. Well.
2: I bring more chakra. Also, what I was thinking, though, it made me think, like, hey, if an animal, like, straight up talks to you in a dream, hey, pay attention to that.
1: Yeah. If 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 a crow opened its like mouth English. in my dream and it just spouted out a whole ass sentence, I'd be like, what the fuck? Hello?
2: It it literally turned and looked at you and went, hello.
1: (laughs) Hello? Is it me you're looking for?
2: (laughs) No, uh, fam. uh, Who the fuck sent you here?
1: Who are you? Who is you? Can I help you? Anyway. Anyway. That
2: just made me think... I don't know, like, I feel like I've seen it. It's, like, reminding me of, like, a movie scene or something, and I just started to laugh because I was like, wow. (laughs) You know what? It makes me think of, like, Harry Potter and all the snake talking, but specifically it does make me think of Nagini because I'm just like, you know Nagini was, like, magic. Oh, fuck yeah. It reminds reminds me of the first movie, too, when Harry accidentally released that snake and that snake talked to him. I was like, if um, animals start doing shit like that, um, pay attention to all that, you know?
1: Yeah. If you're at the zoo and a snake talks to you, I want you to back away slowly, <laughs> go home, take a nap, and reevaluate. <laughs> Eat something. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Reevaluate. See if you were hallucinating. Maybe go back. Don't go back. Go back
2: Maybe that animal Has some messages for you I just had to Choke down a yawn I felt it Anywho I have more chakra Because On top of my Sacra chakra Clearly I gotta work on My throat chakra It's not debatable Spirit
1: said So <laughs> Spirit said Work on this bitch You said, okay. Spirit
2: said, you have issues,
1: and I'll tell you where they are. (laughs) I'm like, cool. You have issues, so let me drag you. Fair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what Spirit's supposed to do.
1: Drag you. Drag him.
2: (laughs) So my sources are from LonerWolf.com, blog.mindvalley.com, and the numit that yeah the numinous.com i think specifically the numinous.com was written specifically by a lady talking about her um, healing and paying attention to her throat chakra so i recommend you go on there and read what she has to say cause it was very very interesting very personal account and i liked it cuz she said some interesting things The throat chakra has a developmental age of 7 to 12 years old. That might ring some bells for some of you. Make a bit of sense if you're having some blockages in your throat chakra. The throat chakra is your link to the so-called causal plane or a high spiritual plane of existence. The throat chakra is connected to your causal body. That's known as the most subtle body of all the bodies you have. Remember back in the back of the back when we talked about auras? Yeah, all that. <laughs> all them. Energy. Universes. So, what that means is that you align yourself with the divine plan of your life through your throat chakra as it holds the essence of purity devoid of egoic pursuit and aspirations. You might seek to heal your throat chakra to be able to, to You might seek to heal your throat chakra to be able to express yourself freely and creatively in your day-to-day life or you can pursue more spiritual goals to amplify your subtle body and become more attuned to to, to the divine plan for your soul. Both is perfectly fine. we do all that well one of the things you can do to strengthen your throat chakra is to use a powerful mantra this is something that i kind of like cringe at like i i normally don't want to do ever but it does seem like it would be more important for your throat chakra than maybe any other chakra because your throat chakra is speaking so this is best suited to deficient and excessive blockages Mantras are composed of sacred words or sounds that help you to access higher states of consciousness. There are many ancient mantras out there to choose from. The most famous one is Om. It's the one people say all the time, seriously and mockingly. There is Hamsa. You can say Om Mani Padmi Hum. You can say, I am, and so on and so forth. There's many. You can Google them. Many people also choose to chant the name of their chosen god or goddess, which is your choice. You can pick any of them. You can even create your own mantra. Whatever is something you can say that is spiritually sacred for you, to get into a higher state of consciousness. It's a meditation. You can also hum or chant ham. So when I said sacral chakra, it was "Vam" with a V. This one is ham with an H. It's the same idea that you say this word long-windedly, draw out the letters because this sound matches the vibration of the throat chakra. You can also listen to binaural beats, which help to activate and clear all the chakras through alternating sound waves. There's many of them on YouTube. There are certain foods you can eat. If you introduce more of the following fruits and vegetables into your diet, which all resonate with the throat chakra, it can help to remove... Blockages that you have. Blueberries, blackberries, blue grapes, currants, kiwi fruit, apples, grapefruit, lemons, pears, plums, peaches, figs, and apricots. The throat chakra governs your mouth, your tongue, and your throat. So this is a chakra where it is very important to pay attention to what you consume because what you consume can actually create blockages because a throat block a blocked throat chakra affects your relationships with food if you find yourself like a binge eating anything but just binging you may have a blockage in your throat chakra that you need to pay attention to Your inability to express your feelings and emotions can manifest as emotional eating. The practice of mindful eating will help you break the pattern of emotional eating as a tool to deal with the suppressed or underexpressed emotions and feelings. So, some people like to use mindful eating as a starting point to healing their throat chakra. You can also do sound healing sound healing therapy is perfectly suited to purifying the throat chakra because if you remember what i said for clear audience the speaking and the listening those go together these are a sense that go together so listening to things can also help your throat chakra instruments such as singing bowls Gongs and tuning forks influence us on a cellular level due to the special vibrations they transmit. There's many videos of that on YouTube and what have you. You don't have to buy your own. Somebody will play it for you. You can start journaling your thoughts. Journaling is good for anything, anytime, forever. Forever. But if you struggle with verbalizing your thoughts and feelings, it may be better to start by just recording them in a private journal, because you're not even saying them. But you're getting them out anyway. You can write them. You can type them. Make a daily practice of recording how you feel, and don't worry about things such as grammar or sentence structure. I have some questions. These questions will help you gain total clarity of the state of your fifth chakra, Am I talkative? Am I manipulative in the words I use? Do I gossip? Do I listen to others with the intention to understand and genuine interest? Or do I listen poorly? Am I honest with other people in general? Am I honest about my own mistakes? And do I openly admit my mistakes and wrongdoings before others do? Ie before they before others point them out to you. Do I say little lies or unnecessary exaggerations? Do I speak with power? Do I speak my truth without a fear of being ridiculed? Do I easily and freely express my thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Those are questions that will help you get to the zero point of the state of your throat chakra and where you need healing. Another way to strengthen your throat chakra is to breathe into your stomach, specifically. Speaking too quickly and impulsively, or not at all, are both signs that your throat chakra is imbalanced. In order to ground yourself, breathe deeply into your stomach so that it expands gently. Focus on this sensation and allow it to center your energy. Not only does deep breathing calm you, but it also helps you to develop confidence. You can use the following herbs. You can use peppermint, elderberry, clove, cinnamon, echinacea, spearmint, fennel, and slippery elm. One of the best ways to take herbs is to drink them as tea, but you can also make or buy tinctures. And you can eat them. Or aromatherapy with the essential oils. All of those will work. You can also try color therapy for your throat chakra. Bright blue is the color of the throat chakra. You could try staring at the blue sky, wearing blue, or surrounding yourself with blue. And notice the difference within your throat chakra. The website that I got this from, the person who wrote it, said their favorite form of color therapy is painting. So they'll paint with blue as the primary color, or you can, like, make a mural or a painting that's just about the throat chakra and use, like, all kinds of blues. Another recommendation is to inwardly say thank you to life. Sometimes our throat chakras are blocked because our minds are too full of worries and resentments. By saying thank you to life for what you have been given, all of your chakras, and particularly your throat chakra, will expand. Find something to be thankful for and sincerely feel this thank you bubble up inside of you. I have some crystals. You can meditate with these following crystals. I tried to be expensive, so you have options. Blue kyanite, Laramar, Tanzanite, Azurite, Aquamarine, Lapis Lazuli, Sodalite, Blue Apatite, Blue Lace Agate, Turquoise, Celestite, Amazonite, Angelite, Chrysocola, blue chalcedony, blue calcite, blue topaz, and blue sapphire. All those stones range the blue because some of them are also good for your third eye chakra. We have really, really, really light and then really dark. One of the ways to strengthen your throat chakra is to listen, as I said. Especially if you have excessive blockages, i.e. you don't listen very well, you tend to talk too much and often, and you gossip all of the above of an overactive throat chakra. If your throat chakra is receiving an excessive amount of energy, you may struggle with dominating conversations and ignoring other people which can get you into a bit of trouble with those around you because, really, nobody likes to just not be listened to. In order to break the habit, practice breathing into your belly, as mentioned before, and listening carefully to what the other person is saying. Remember to observe their body language. Sometimes a person's words don't match the energy they're transmitting. To show that you're listening, you can nod, you can make small comments, and you can repeat back to them. What they're saying. Another strengthening of the throat chakra is screaming and laughing catharsis. This was a recommendation as well for the sacral chakra. Both of these chakras are energy centers for emotions, so catharsis is good to heal both of these chakras. So you don't have the pent-up emotions. And that way, you don't feel the need to be really aggressive like in your sacral chakra or to try to combat things like depression or so you don't gossip and talk dirty and bad about people because maybe you're just pissed off and you don't know how else to do it. Or maybe you don't talk about your feelings enough. So putting yourself in a position... To release the frustration through laughing or screaming is beneficial to your throat chakra. You can watch a funny video, scream into your pillow, watch something sad, anything. When practiced regularly, both of these practices will help you to feel more confident expressing yourself in a healthy way. You can clear blocks with yoga. Yoga will be beneficial for all the chakras. I have some stretches. The fish, the lion, and the plow pose. You can also try simply rolling your neck around gently to just stimulate the blood flow. The shoulder stand is considered the queen of all yoga poses because of its amazing healing abilities. And doing regular shoulder stands is an excellent way to keep your thyroid healthy and help sufferers of asthma, apparently. Although, of course, that's more proficient, okay? Please don't hurt yourself trying to do shoulder stands.
1: No, seriously. Please
2: work up to a shoulder stand.
1: Please take your time. You don't have to go zero to a hundred in a day.
2: (laughs) Don't hurt yourself. Lean on the wall. It's fine. You can sing to yourself to strengthen your throat chakra. Singing is a beautiful way to gently open the throat chakra. If you feel self-conscious, sing to yourself quietly away from other people. You might even like to listen to just music on its own or watch a movie that makes you want to sing. If you connect the two, just sing and dance. You're helping both of those chakras, your sacral and your throat, and hopefully get the energy Flowing for your emotions. You can cleanse your throat chakra with essential oils. You can use frankincense, ylang-ylang, neroli, eucalyptus, clove, rosemary, myrrh, geranium, jasmine, sage, peppermint, cypress, tea tree, and lavender. So you can put these oils in a diffuser, you can rub them on your wrists, diluted in a carrier oil like sweet almond or olive or coconut, or you can wear them in a diffusing pendant that you can like buy at the store. Drinking pure and clean water is essential for your throat chakra health, so you may want to invest in a water filter of some kind if you feel that you don't want to drink your water. Water is also just beneficial for your body, so it's no surprise that drinking water helps all your chakras, but of course, drinking and eating is just beneficial to your throat chakra. so of course, drinking the water instead of like swimming in the water is beneficial. You could do a throat chakra visualization. Imagine a throbbing or swirling ball of luminescent blue light in your throat chakra area. Feel the ball of blue energy dissolving all blockages or aggressive flows of energy within you. Of course, bright blue or light blue rather than dark blue. Dark blue is your third eye chakra. Indigo, that's what we call her. You can spend time in silence. Spending time in silence can help you tune into your subtle inner voice. By allowing your inner voice to emerge, you will strengthen your throat chakra. Yogis often take vows of silence to help them communicate more freely with higher consciousness. It was said that Gandhi was one of those people. He would like spend a day of silence, no talking, to help him hear his inner voice better. A whole day. You can get a neck massage... Neck massages are soothing and calming, and they help redistribute the energy trapped in your neck. You can seek out a neck massage from a professional masseuse, or you can use like a hand massager to massage your neck. You can heat up a heat pack and apply it to your neck before you massage yourself to encourage your muscles to relax, and then do some nice, gentle rubbing. You can practice being assertive especially if your throat chakra is underactive. When you learn how to say no and speak up about your needs, you feel empowered. I would say, I mean, this is probably why most of us would strengthen our throat chakra in the first place. Maybe you have that problem. That's why you're here. I understand. There are affirmations for your throat chakra. I have I willingly release all fears and negativity that block me from speaking my truth. I lovingly speak my truth and allow my higher self to speak through me. I use my words to create beauty in this world. I communicate confidently and with ease. I feel comfortable speaking my mind. I am balanced in speaking and listening. I am an active listener. I speak my true thoughts with ease. I set clear boundaries. I consciously align myself with the divine plan. You can perform a guided meditation to activate your throat chakra. The element for your throat chakra is ether or space. It signifies your purity, which is the definition of the Sanskrit name of the throat chakra. I'm not even going to try and say because I've been struggling with my words and you don't need to hear me butcher it. But that is what it means, purity. So meditation is beneficial to all your chakras, but especially your throat chakra because of the sense of ether or space, like you're tapping into it. There are lots of YouTube videos and Downloads that you can find to do a guided meditation. You can also perform a powerful breathing meditation to heal your throat chakra that I have right here. So you sit in a comfortable position with your eyes closed. Notice and align your thoughts with your breathing as each breath enters through the nostrils and then passes down the back part of the throat and into the lungs. Now exhale this breath slowly out of the mouth, making a conscious effort to listen to the hum sound that is associated with the air leaving your body. When you inhale, the sound will be different and sound like the word "so." Repeat this chant that comes from ancient Sanskrit and enjoy the unbroken and clear sound of your voice every time it enters and then leaves your body. I actually don't have the chant, but I did just list many a mantra for you to perform, which will work. But as pointed in the sixth point, breathing is important, which means that you can do a breathing meditation. You can also go get Reiki healing which you could do for any chakra. If you have a Reiki healer in your area, maybe talk to them. You can immerse yourself in water, which is cleansing for the soul, which can also heal your throat chakra. It was also a point for your sacral chakra. Emotions. Makes me think of tarot and cups. That is water. So, You can straight up immerse yourself in the ocean, you can straight up immerse yourself in a river, or just use your bathtub. You can also just lay under the sky, which is a reflection of our oceans, and that is also beneficial. Also, the element of your throat chakra is space. So the sky will do just fine and you can't escape the sky you may not have a bathtub but you have the sky you can also expose yourself to tv shows movies and music that make you feel sad and cry so as before with the laughing and screaming you can also make yourself sad basically but it will also release the emotions stored up inside your throat chakra When we watch Tear Jerkers, it releases not only emotion, but also oxytocin, which is the love or cuddle hormone, which also regulates crying. And a boost of oxytocin gives feelings of bonding, empathy, trust, and maternal behavior. And it can't differentiate between actual human beings and just pictures of human beings. So watching a movie, even if you're by yourself, is just, it's fine. It works. You don't have to have actual people. The last thing I have is conscious communication, which means honoring your feelings, understanding your needs, and kindly requesting that they are met. With authentic expression, however, comes responsibility. There's also a delicate balance between being honest and tactful, and on some occasions, silence is golden. It makes me think of the old days of reality TV where you'd always have, like, a few people who'd be like, I'm not an asshole, I just speak the truth, like, okay, but no one asked you to do that. (laughs) So just stop doing that, maybe. Your throat chakra is overactive. Maybe shut up. (laughs) That is called tact. Maybe learn how to say things. Voicing irritations and raising one's voice can pollute the throat chakra, as can gossiping, blaming, criticizing, or any other negative communication. You start thinking in these terms, try to raise the vibration before saying anything, and I have a checklist for you, specifically for what I just said. Why, if you're sitting here thinking like no, but like if people need to hear it, like it needs to be said, no. Because we have this checklist. Is what you are about to say true? If so, Is it necessary to be said? And does it need to be said by you? If the answer is yes, ask yourself if what you're about to say is kind, compassionate, or loving. Hearing is the fifth chakra sense, and therefore listening is important. Listening to yourself and listening to others. I think the most important thing that most people need to hear is not even the if it's true or is it nice. Does it need to be said by you? I think that's most people's problem, and I'm not even going to count myself out. But a lot of times, we even say this as people. Well, I'm their friend, or I'm, we're family, so they need to hear it from me. No, they don't. No, they don't. Does it need to be said by you specifically to them? Because you're right, it may need to be said. And it may be true, but like, let me be simple brain. If you're an asshole, I don't think you should be saying anything to anybody because it's never going to come off right because, you know, you're not nice. So nothing you say will really matter to anybody, even if it is true. Because people don't like you. That is why we practice tact and also being nice to each other because we should be checking each other, but in a loving and compassionate way, because it's all love. We're not tearing each other down. That is what low vibrational people do when we don't know them. Okay. (laughs) We don't know them. That's bullying. There's a balance here between speaking, which I think some people focus on for the throat chakra, and listening. And I definitely feel like listening gets a little bit ignored. But listening is equally as important to your throat chakra's health and balancing it as speaking. So find the good balance in the middle. And that's what I have for your throat chakra. Mm. I also didn't realize I have so many throat chakra stones. <laughs> well, I have a, I have quite a few dark blue stones for my third eye, but considering that they also work for your throat chakra, I was like, wow, I have a shit ton of stones. Clearly my soul knew, and I didn't.
1: I was going to say, my well, spirit did. guides were taking <laughs> your hand and, like, pick that one.
2: They were like, buy this one and this one. You need this one, too. Yes, yes, all of them.
1: All of them. You will need them.
2: Also, the ages. If you're fine and you also struggle with your sacral chakra and your throat chakra, um, the ages are in the same range, so maybe that's why. The sacral was 8 to 14. The throat chakra is 7 to 12. So they develop at the same time. You probably develop the blockages at the same time. But that's okay. We will all heal together. Now it makes me curious about the other chakras, because I didn't, like, talk about this for the other chakras, because I didn't think about it. Right. So now it makes me think, like, what are the other developmental ages? I need to know now. (laughs)
1: Mm.
2: What is your media?
1: (sighs) Okay, I'm going to be talking about Brother Bear today. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and we've mentioned it previously, but I'm finally bringing it in. Love this movie. Bring it in. It's so fucking good.
2: It's so good.
1: It's so good. If y'all don't know Brother Bear is a Disney movie, if you haven't watched it, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. I get it. We miss we we miss some movies growing up. But but Brother Bear was pivotal for me.
2: <laughs> but Brother Bear's everything.
1: And and you should watch it if you haven't. Because it's it's wonderful and it's great and it's a great lesson. Yes. So, Brother Bear is a 2003 American animated comedy drama film. Damn, 2003. Right? God, how old was I? Seven. Yeah. Um, Produced by Walt Disney Feature (laughs) Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. It is the 44th Disney animated feature film. In the film, an Inuit boy named Kanai, ooh, Kenai, not Kanai, Kenai, Kenai pursue, <laughs> pursues a bear in revenge for a fight that he provoked, in which his oldest brother uh, Sitka is killed. He tracks down the bear and kills it, but the spirits, incensed by this unnecessary death, Change Kenai into a bear himself as punishment. In order to be human again, Kenai must travel to a mountain where the northern lights touch the earth. On his way, Kenai is joined by a bear cub and learns to see through another's eyes, feel through another's heart, and discovers the true meaning of brotherhood. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of making me emotional already. Wait, what the fuck? Do you want to guess who Kenai's voices, voice actors? Do you want to guess? No, I don't want to guess. This is Joaquin Phoenix. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Would you? (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. It's looking me right in the face. All right. Yo. I love me some
2: Waukee phoenix.
1: Um and then Jeremy Suarez is Coda. That's that name sounds familiar, Aww. but I can't put a picture to the face. Yeah. Coda. Coda. Alright, so I think I'm gonna <laughs> read maybe the first paragraph. We'll see. Um in a post Ice Age, Alaska. The local tribesmen believe all creatures are created through the great spirits, who are said to appear in the form of an aura. Aurora. Wow, there was an extra extra there. <laughs> in the form of an aura letters there. A lot. <laughs> A trio of brothers, Kenai the youngest, uh, Dinahi, the middle, and Sitka, the eldest, return to their tribe in order to receive their totems, necklaces in the shapes of different animals. The particular animals they represent symbolize what they must achieve to call themselves men. Unlike Sitka, who gained the eagle of guidance, and Dinahi, who gained the wolf of wisdom, Kenai receives the bear of love. He objects to his totem as boys... Tend to do. As a stupid boy. As a stupid boy. He said, ew, love? And he was like, nah, I don't want this. Anyway.
2: I want something badass.
1: Like a, like a, like a, you know. Like an eagle. <laughs> I want something not a bear. And it's like, that is, it. like, him saying that proved the exact point of why Sitka got the eagle and Denahi got the wolf. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so he objects to his totem Stating that the bears are thieves And believes his point is made um, Made a fact when Kodiak, when a Kodiak bear Steals their basket of salmon Well, let's talk about the fact that Kenai was the whole reason The bear stole the basket of salmon Because he didn't take the time To tie it up properly So whose fault is it really? Not the bears. The bear was just hungry, fam. The bear was just trying to feed her baby. Anyway, Kenai and his brothers pursue the bear, but a fight ends on top of the glacier, during which Sitka gives his life to save his brothers by dislodging the the glacier, although the bear survives the fall. After Sitka's funeral, an enraged Kenai blames the bear for Sitka's death. He hunts down and chases the bear up onto a rocky cliff, fighting and eventually slaying it. The spirits, represented by Sitka's spirit in the form of a bald eagle, arrive and transform Kenai into a bear after the dead bear's body evaporates and joins them. Danahi arrives and believes that Kenai was killed by the bear from earlier, vows to avenge Kenai by hunting it down. So. This,
2: okay, we're back at it.
1: I was about to say, it's just a big circle. Ain't nobody learned anything. No. So this is. You can think of it in the same way of Brave, but where oh. Merida didn't get changed into a bear, she has to, she has to work, learn her lesson to change her family back. Kenai is on the opposite end. He has to learn his lesson to change back into a human. And yeah. Also it
2: was this totem
1: Yeah Thankfully He does The character development works He does you know grow up Quite a bit Um, Especially because you know As the top part Of this This talks about He meets a young bear cub And that's Coda (laughs) Obviously Later on, you find out that the bear that Kenai killed was Koda's mom. That I think that gets told, like, super early in the series. And he's sitting there thinking, oh, I'll tell him, like, I have to tell him, and blah, 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 blah. And throughout this whole thing, you know, Koda's growing on him like mold. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, <laughs> brother bear. Brother bear, that's the whole point. It's a very cute movie. It's a very like it's very good, um what's it called? There's very good lessons that get learned in this movie. Yes. And there I and you know what? To. You know what? It's a Disney movie. It's got great music. <laughs> gotcha. It's got great fucking music. It's a bob. I still live in I well not a yeah. Anyway, I still listen to the soundtrack sometimes <laughs> When I need, like, uplifting you know, mm-hmm. Because On my way, yeah Every time, I'll be screaming it at the top of my lungs <laughs> This movie is only 85 minutes long Which Shorter than I thought it was gonna be It's like, okay. But also longer than some Disney films, so. Yes. But yeah, that's what I have. Brother Bear. So this would be a a totem spirit, not a spirit animal. But, so this is one of the ones that they inherit. They were, they inherited these spirits from their tribe. but it it still works in the same way that later on Coda gets to see his mom again because they they go up and they, they you know they find the Aurora and he gets to see his mom she comes down to see him it's very cute you could consider that a spirit animal for him specifically
0: yeah
1: yeah he does a lot of learning. <laughs> I does a lot of learning. He goes from selfish, self-centered teenage boy to less selfish, self-centered teenage boy. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second movie's cute, too, but I don't remember too much of it. I just remember that, like, one of the girls from the tribe also gets turned into... Into a bear She has to learn <laughs> She has to deal with that shit But you know it, it. You know how the second Disney movies go They're not as serious as the first ones And it's Yeah, it's, yeah The second, the second movie is more like a silly rom-com Than anything Doesn't mean it's not still cute Yeah To be fair, the only, like, I want to say the only, this is, I was about, that, that was about to be a lie. There are very few sequel movies that I love from Disney. One of those is the, um, The Lion King 2. One and a half is good, but two, two, I just, Kova. <laughs> I like two. And then, what's the other one? I did like Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is good. I will, I will die on the hill saying Frozen 2 was better than the first movie. And people can fight me on that. <laughs>
2: I always liked Mulan too
1: oh yeah the one I know the three sisters yes yeah
2: that was another one that was another song that I would listen to and dress up as
1: oh my god
2: (laughs) another one I'd dress up and pretend that I was one of them
1: yes (laughs) I love that scene just (laughs) I wanna be like other girls (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Was what was that mental connection? That that brain cell? I don't know.
2: <laughs> the brain cells going off.
1: It's just pinging, like ping, 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 ping. ping <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, <laughs> I also I also like the fact that in the second Mulan movie, they like yes, Shang and uh, Mulan are together. But it's not, like, easy sailing just because they were in traumatic, like, a traumatic situation together. They still have to Uh, work at a relationship. And I like that. Well,
2: 50% of that is Mushu's fault, so...
1: Yeah, but we don't talk about that.
2: I literally just rewatched. I'm like, because I appreciate the fact that she was pissed off that he did that. Because it was like, you didn't didn't have to.
1: That's selfish.
2: We would have struggled. We needed help. Like, damn.
1: Yeah. But I I still appreciate the fact that they did show, like, turmoil in a relationship after the fact.
2: I appreciate the fact that... What I appreciate is, like... Okay, here's what I mean. It's Mushu's fault because he's selfish and he doesn't want to lose his spot. But I appreciate the fact that they already showed that they were
0: not on the same wavelength before that right because when
2: they're doing the whole engagement party that's why the parents gave them necklace and they were like oh oh they're they're a bit different which is fine so I appreciate that well because that's why Mushu does what he does because he he goes oh I see a plan they are different Now I'm gonna make it worse but it's like okay can you just two people can be different I appreciate the end message yeah you don't have to be the same yeah. You don't have to think the same to figure it out. Like, it's not a requirement. Full, like you're right, Disney.
1: Full agreement. Man, I miss <laughs> Disney movies. I miss doing Disney movie nights. Yeah. can I have one of those in well, a long I have, time.
2: I have another movie.
1: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also brought Disney
1: to the party. Disney got invited twice.
2: Disney, it was Disney Day. I bring The Little Mermaid. Which I already said that I used to dress up to kiss the girl. So really, these are two movies that I was like, these were my... I'm going to sing. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care who listens. <laughs> but... The Little Mermaid is a 1989... American-aminated? It's a Disney movie. It is the 28th Disney animated feature film. And it is based off of the Danish fairy tale written by Hans Christian Andersen, The Little Mermaid. So, Ariel is really fascinated with the humans. She wants to understand the humans... I want to be where the people are. That's what she said. And she falls in love with a human prince named Eric and his big, floofy doggo.
1: Oh, that dog's so fucking cute. It's like,
2: you know, he's slobbery. And he stinks, but I love him.
1: But I love him. So
2: because she wants to be, part of the human world and and be human and be with the human prince same same (laughs) girl i know prince eric is known as the hot prince but as somebody who has a love for dick grayson and tim drake i fully agree black hair and blue eyes bring me that one (laughs) i want that one (laughs) him specifically thank you oh my god off topic but on topic The Spiritual Social, when she gave me that reading, she also said, she's like, I see somebody with, I see black hair. I see somebody with black hair. She's like, this could be platonic or romantic for some of you, platonic for some of you romantic, but definitely manifesting somebody with black hair who's going to enrich your life. And I was like, it's nice to know I'm still manifesting Tim Drake.
1: (laughs) I was just about to say that. That's nice to know.
2: (laughs) That's real nice. like every, maybe some things are changed, but that hasn't. Still manifesting Tim Drake good for me <laughs> so she wants to be human and she goes and makes a magical deal with the sea witch ursula you thought we were gonna escape the witches no
1: wrong
2: the witch in, wrong there's a witch in this movie she signs the deal to get her legs And become human. To be with Prince Eric. (sighs) But there is a loophole. She saved Eric. Long ago. And he remembers her voice. So Ursula being Ursula. Took Ariel's voice. So she couldn't speak. And she couldn't sing. She couldn't tell Prince Eric. What had happened. See what happened was. See what happened was. (laughs) And she has three days to get Prince Eric to kiss her. True love's kiss. And if she does, she will remain a human. If she doesn't, she will turn back into a mermaid. And she will have to belong to Ursula. Ariel's stupid. She's 16.
1: She dumb. (laughs) She a a dumb bitch.
2: (laughs) She dumb. She dummy. She signs this uh, piece of paper. Ursula takes her voice and boom. Tail turns into legs. She goes up to the surface. Eric finds her, but she can't say anything. He takes her in anyway because he's nice.
1: Because he's a prince charming.
2: I mean, it's nice. And, of course, she gets to experience the human world, which she always wanted. Anyway. And she has to go out of her way to get Prince Eric to kiss her. Sebastian, who is her crab bodyguard, yeah. <laughs> basically. She's not very good at that, but that's what he is.
1: He's her chaperone.
2: <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> They go out of their way to get this to happen. Hence, Kiss the Girl.
1: The most this is iconic. A Disney movie
2: where every song is good, but honestly, Kiss the Girl, that's the song.
1: That's the song. That is, like, the most iconic Disney song, to be honest. Besides Beauty and the Beast, the one oh, people it's... are gonna know is Kiss the Girl. Yes.
2: Yeah. And, of course, because this is a movie, it gets thwarted every time. Every time some sort of shenanigans happen to where they don't kiss. But they get close, and Ursula gets really, really mad that they get close. So Ursula disguises herself as a beautiful young woman named Vanessa, and she wears the Nautilus necklace that holds Ariel's voice, and she pretends to be the lady who saved Eric. And she casts a hypnotic enchantment on Eric to make him forget about Ariel. And Eric just whoosh and goes to Vanessa.
1: Honestly, when you started talking about about her pretending to be Vanessa, my first thought when you said that was she took the skin of a woman and wore it to pretend to be Vanessa. And I was like... (laughs) That's what I thought you were gonna say for some reason, despite the fact I know <laughs> the process of this movie. <laughs> and I was like, Man, you need to watch a horror film or something? Like, <laughs> like what when, when did that happen? <laughs> I don't remember that in Little Mermaid. It's like did I watch that one? Damn. Did we watch that one? Somewhere somewhere out there. There is a version of Little Mermaid like that. (laughs) Yes. So.
2: Eric and Vanessa are going to get married because he thinks. That this is the girl. And it's not. But he don't know no better because Ariel can't talk anymore. So her lovely friend, her stupid ass friend, Scuttle discovers that Vanessa is Ursula and he tells Ariel who immediately pursues the wedding barge and Sebastian runs all the way down to King Triton and says what happened and they ruin this wedding and in the chaos the necklace is destroyed which gives Ariel her voice back And breaks Ursula's enchantment over Eric. And then Eric realizes it's Ariel. It's been Ariel. It's always been Ariel. And he rushes to kiss her. But he's too late. And she turns back into a mermaid. And then Ursula, in her evil laughter, snatches up Ariel and goes, yes, we're going back. (laughs) (laughs) And then King Triton comes to get his daughter. And he confronts Ursula. But... It was a deal because she's stupid and 16 and she signed it on paper there's nothing king triton can do but king triton takes ariel's place which is really what ursula wanted and he gives up his trident and he turns into a polyp and he's not king no more and ursula declares herself queen before she could do anything eric intervenes with a harpoon and then ursula tries to kill eric but ariel intervenes which means ursula accidentally kills flotsam and jetsa which were her eels and then she really gets mad and then she gets big like huge <laughs> like a monster <laughs> octopus lady big kraken octopus lady
1: yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> release, release cthulhu
2: oh god So Ariel and Eric reunite on the surface as Ursula's growing. And then she gains full control of the entire ocean, and she causes a storm. And she brings up sunken ships, and she just causes total chaos. And she goes to kill Ariel. But then Eric comes around, and he commandeers one of the ships, and he impales her with the ship. And she dies. And she sinks. And when she dies, Triton and the other polyps in Ursula's garden turn back to normal. And then because he sees that Eric and Ariel are in love, Triton turns her back into a human for permanent. And then they get married. If you're wondering, what the fuck does this have to do with the throat chakra? It is because the whole of the plot is not even about the whole human thing. It is because she can't use her voice. Like, Ursula literally takes her whole throat chakra. She just takes it out.
1: She just snatches it.
2: <laughs> it becomes a little golden ball and she puts it in the necklace. And Ariel can't speak no more. No, now she has to listen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and she wasn't good at that. No, that she was not. That was why not. King Triton was mad at her and destroyed all her shit because she's 16 and she don't know how to listen. <laughs> He said, no, you can't be with the human. And she said, watch me. <laughs> and then this happened.
1: Watch me, Dad.
2: And everyone almost died. Because she wanted to get some human dick.
1: <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 is good.
2: Because I- then the Melody's in it.
1: Yeah, I liked Melody. A lot.
2: I was really happy to see a princess become a mom.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: It's like, Ariel was a great mom. What the hell? Like, what? (laughs) Like, you you always get to see the happy ending and and the the prince and the princess get married.
1: But you never see the after effects.
2: Yeah, and you get to see Ariel and Eric's kid. That's so nice.
1: I just had, like, a moment where I was... (laughs) Because you were talking about princesses with babies, which... Jane isn't, a, Jane isn't a princess, but. Right. I was. Well, hypothetically. No, I was thinking of the music from the first Tarzan movie. Now let's talk about bops. <laughs> Girl. Because. I don't
2: like Tarzan, but thems are bops. They're just good.
1: That, that one. And then Princess and the Frog. Good ass
2: music. Oh my God. Princess and the Frog. I mean, Disney.
1: Disney. But you know the um the the live remake of Tarzan was good.
2: Yes it was. Yes it was.
1: A- anyways, this wasn't about Tarzan, this wasn't about music, this was about Disney.
2: <laughs> right. It was about the fact that we never get to see the princess become queen and have a baby.
1: Except exactly. Ariel did. But Ariel did
2: i told you she literally almost ruined the whole world for some prince dick for some human ass
1: love it'd be really unfortunate if they were real quick about it right i'm sure she didn't wait i'm sure she said we're married get on the bed
2: she said uh well it's done now I will say i okay i was never one of those girls my favorite princess is cinderella i love all the princesses my favorite cinderella i will say as a kid i was never one of those girls that was like everyone's like head over heels for ariel but i will tell you though i do think she's like one of the prettiest princesses
0: yeah it's the
2: fact that she looks like different i guess it's the red hair and the blue eyes she looks like a barbie to me yeah like a doll will say like in like the tops if i had to put them like in order i mean she's definitely like in the top five ariel's cute anyway anyway throat chakra hers literally snatched <laughs> wow so the second one it came out in 2000
1: oh hmm Okay,
2: fair oh, enough. Melody just looks like Prince Eric.
1: Right? <laughs> did Ariel, like, uh, contribute anything to those genes? Yes. No,
2: and the whole <laughs> point of the movie is that Melody wanted to be a mermaid because mom was a mermaid. So, damn, Ariel, he didn't even give her that.
1: Right. You don't look like your mom. You can't swim like Prince your Eric mom.
0: Prince Eric just cloned himself.
1: <laughs> that, that's what he did. Uh oh my god, wait, okay, let's finish this because I gotta tell you a story.
2: <laughs> okay. So if you wanna hear from us, talk about Disney some more.
1: No, literally. You
2: can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mixed Witches Podcast. And you can shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail dot com.
1: You can find us also on Society Six, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast. Or you can head over to our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. Yeah, that was a fun episode. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it was shorter. <laughs> but yeah. I hope you guys had a good time as well. I hope you guys enjoyed the animal spirits and the throat chakra. And of course our media, always the media. And the Disney. And the Disney.
2: If you it's been a while since you've seen The Little Mermaid, go watch it again.
1: Yeah, just go watch it again. That's good for if your you've sacral never chakra.
2: Seen Brother rare. What's wrong with you?
1: They're both good for your sacral chakra. So going back to the last episode. But also Disney. <laughs> good, sure. Disney is one hundred percent good for your throat chakra because you're probably gonna be singing.
2: <laughs> oh my god you're not everyone's gonna get irritated they're gonna be like shut up shut the fuck up and you're like
1: no i have to sing i have to sing my heart's desire out maybe that's the
2: spell that's the magic of disney
1: they enchant us to sing it's like you can't help it yeah fair anyways hope you guys had fun and hope you guys return next week for another Whatever we're going to put out. <laughs>
2: Seriously.
0: So,
3: uh, bye. Bye. When we were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. with. chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less score, but failing at the test, y'all, chasing after that witch's brew, damn, 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 damn. chasing after that witch's brew, you've got nothing better to do, cause y'all, sailing down easiest street again, damn, X marks the spot, or is it O, Having feeling so low, chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. chasing after that witch's, witch's brew damn damn, 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 damn. been dreaming about paradise play those cards baby roll those dice y'all chasing after that witch's brew damn 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 damn, 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 damn. It's going well and then it's not you start to go and then you stop cause you're Sailing down Easy Street again, damn. Yeah. Almost within reach, but out of your grasp. The last drop at the bottom of your glass, you chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, damn, damn. damn.